it's so funny that not too long ago, well, we kind of been talking about it for the past year, but not in the in the podcast we did ambulance with Michael Bay. One of the conversations we we were talking about was what happened to people just enjoying cinema. Yeah, good old fashioned blockbusters. Yeah, and why can't we get that anymore? Yeah, along comes Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, and this movie has broken records. It has six hundred million already in the bank, and and nothing's going to knock it off off its pedestal for a while here. And everyone saying it's it's the blockbusters back. I think now that's what people are so happy about. It's just a huge relief to, you know, for a blockbuster film, an old school block. I say old school, you know, nineteen eighties when we grew up. That type of blockbuster, the sort of ones we got every summer. But it's also, I think, people are so relieved and sort of welcome with open arms. One that has done so well, but also one that is not either Star Wars or Marvel or a superhero. You know what I mean? And, and again, I know I say this every time, but we're not we're not disrespecting Marvel and Star Wars. These guys have just become a staple of cinema, and we expect to see them now. But at the same time, it's overkill with them. You know, uh, I, I uh, yeah, maybe. And there's a uh, there's but, a lack of originality there. Okay, no, there's not. You can't. You gotta stay away from. I mean, again, you always seem to. It's no <laughs> Marvel. No, I know. I, I, you're. I think you're wording it wrong because Marvel and well, Star Wars is kind of, but Marvel has done it right, and so kudos to Disney and and Marvel for what they built. They built an empire, um, and it's not their fault that the audience is so hypnotized by this is all they want to see now in the cinema, and if they're running with it. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So kudos to Marvel and everything they've done. I I'm not going to disrespect that. I prefer DC. It's the it's the fans that are the problem, mm-hmm. because the fans have forgotten what else you can see in a cinema. Well, this is it, and people are fickle. And so, seeing this movie, I mean, the reviews are unbelievable. It's just it's all all I hear, all I'm seeing is it's a summer blockbuster. Back, we're back with a summer blockbuster. We're back with. And Tom Cruise has always been there, guys. Tom Cruise has always made us the summer blockbuster. Tom Cruise, for me, is a genuine film star, movie star. Um, You know, he is the real deal. And, um, you know, he always really has been, you know, since back in the 80s. Now, I know he has his critics for his personal life. But, you know what? His personal life is his personal life and no one's business. I know it's, you know, he's sort of in the public eye as well. So there's an argument that, you know, he shouldn't (laughs) put himself in the public eye. But at the same time, you know, let's, you know, concentrate on the art and the artist as opposed to, you know, his personal life and, you know, his personal beliefs or whatever. That, that's totally up to him, not my business. Uh, but this guy is a genuine movie star, 100%. And there's not money left. And I wish I, uh, I wish that Almost Ambulance came out after this. Because I think that would have been the resurgence. It would have helped the film. People are like, oh, let's go see this one now. This is an action film. And what you want to think about him, Michael Bay makes good fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Well, and, so, I like Dumplings. That, that, that's all I'll uh, say. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's, that's fine. But at the end of the day, next summer we get the new Mission Impossible and the new Indiana Jones. Is that coming? So those two big, yeah. So that's two big blockbusters coming out next summer. And so... 
I'm hoping this studios now will go, okay, let's piggyback on this. Uh, now, let's give I people think what one... they want. And it's okay to give the fucking fans what they want. You know what I mean? Because we are the people who are paying hard-earned cash. And we, you know what I mean? It's, we demand good customer service. We don't want to be shit on. We don't want to be told that we're toxic fans, in quote marks. Um, we don't want to be attacked. We just want to enjoy ourselves at the cinema. You know, and this is what we got with um, this Top Gun Maverick. And I have to say as well, I, I'm not a, I don't really rate the original film. And I, f- I feel that this is much, much better. You, the key word's fun. Yeah. I mean, I had these tickets for IMAX booked. I had these tickets booked well in advance, a couple weeks. We went to the movie, then we left the movie, went to the bar, had a couple beers, talked about it, and shoot the shit, whatever. It ended up being like a five-hour, you know, yeah. just a good day out. Good day out. That is what a summer blockbuster is. Yeah. It's the anticipation and not the, and you got your tickets, get your popcorn, you go out after, you hang out with your friends, have a meal, shoot the shit about it. That is what a blockbuster is. And it's universal is. where anyone from whatever culture or background or or whatever, anything, or, or even, you know, political sort of, you know, allegiance, um, they can jump on board and enjoy it, and just, you know, and people, it brings people together, stuff like this. Yeah, so let's just hope that this continues. My point is, thanks to the success of Halloween, thank you to the success of Scream, these films have what they call requels. Mm-hmm. And this is what this movie is, by the way, people. Mm -hmm. And thanks to those successful films, I think this helped. That those paved the way for this success as well. Because people saw those recalls go, that that was pretty good. And now you've upped the game with this big blockbuster, Tom Cruise extraordinaire. And so I think this just kind of put the requel on fast pace. We got Lethal Weapon coming out. Do we? That's good. Yeah, that's good. Directed by uh, Mel Gibson. It, it, Richard Donner sadly passed yes, away. He told. But who who's playing Riggs and Murta? Mel Gibson said he that he would direct this film, and he obviously said he would. Uh, so Donnie Glover, Mel Gibson are back. That's all I They're know. Back, right? Yeah. Fuck. I uh, know it could like you know what how recalls go. Yeah. They don't necessarily have to be in it twenty four seven. It could be a passing of the torch. Right. It could be a swan song. I don't know. But it, but it has been greenlit. But anyways, my point is you're getting these classic blockbusters a revamp. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it, uh, obviously, with uh, Top Gun being one. So hopefully we'll get some more coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, Ghostbusters Afterlife is a perfect example. That was a big hit. That was a requel. I didn't think it was very good, like, but yeah. Uh, I'm not, we haven't got there yet, but my, uh, my verdict's still out, actually. I have to watch it again. Mm-hmm. But I think we're I think we're going to start seeing the resurgence of all these classics being remodeled, or something's going to come out that's similar to them. We really were uh, spoiled growing up in the likes of the eighties with, you know, these iconic blockbusters. You know, you had your Star Wars, you know, the original trilogy. I'm talking about um, Indiana Jones, you had your, your Top Guns, Lethal Weapons, all the ones we've just mentioned, and more. You know, Back to the Future. You know, it was a great time to be growing up as a film fan. Yeah, I mean, not only that, it also introduced us to Harrison Ford, the Tom Cruises, yeah. the Arnold Schwarzeneggers, the Stallones, mm-hmm. and uh, 
So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Well, hopefully, this will be the the beginning of something new. If um, studio executives, I mean, they're known for being stupid fucks. Um, to be honest, to be perfectly blunt about it, um, but if they have any ounce of sense, they will realize that this is the types. These are the types of films that people want. Well, let's jump into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we did we did Top Gun, the '86 Top Gun, that is, mm-hmm. in a couple of years ago now. God, we got the whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe a year or so. I can't remember how long ago we did it. we did it, and we reviewed it. And we had a good laugh, to be honest with you, because it's pretty much this testosterone film, energy drink. It's a homoerotic um, classic. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, by 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 the time we got to the volleyball the volleyball scene, I was questioning my sexuality, <laughs> um, but. But at the end of the day, we remembered it wasn't as good as everyone said it was. Now, I liked the action scenes. I love the soundtrack. Fucking great it soundtrack. It has a great soundtrack, I'll admit. And then um, I liked the Iceman character better than Maverick because, quite frankly, the Maverick character was a douche. Iceman was the was the good guy in, in Top Gun when you, when, you, when you rewatch it. Yeah. Um, to, to be honest, um, back when I was a kid, and this was hugely popular, all of my friends and all, they all loved it. You know, all the boys loved it because of all the action and all that sort of thing. And all of the girls loved it because, you know, Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise were in it. I never, I was never into it as a kid. I'm talking about, obviously, I'm talking about the original here. And I think that was really because I have never really liked, you know, going with sort of popular trends. But also, I was a horror kid, you know, <laughs> uh, first and foremost. So... Although I appreciate and I understand completely why it was was so popular and still is to this day, I was never quite on board with that myself personally. And that's fine. That's fair. I think a lot of people are on the, are on the same boat. Mm-hmm. For action, I was Rambo and Arnie. Even when I saw Top Gun in '86, I wasn't a fan. My my brother was. I know that for sure. But I just never got into it until I got a little older and got into Tom Cruise more. I kind of mm-hmm. started appreciating it more. Um, but yeah, I mean, here we are now, you know, 36 years later, isn't it? Yeah. That we're here to talk about the sequel and, uh, fucking hell. It's pretty much the exact same movie put in the box, scrambled, shaped the box a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this is what you got. Um, I, I, I can't. Very cleverly done the way they're, they're basically stuck to the old formula, but at the same time they have improved it in certain ways, obviously technically. Films are much more film making is much more advanced these days. Um, it's something of a, a tighter script. There's no real cheesiness in it. Well, there is a bit, but it's not overdone as it is in the original. And you know, it's yeah. Um, there's more of an emotional core to this one, this new one. Yeah, and and that's a perfect uh, comment for me to piggyback on. Emotional is the big one. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, we lost. One of my favorite directors of all time, Tony Scott. Yes. That was Ridley's brother. And I was a big Tony Scott fan. Him and Denzel were. I do like his films, yeah. A lot. Like, uh, you know, Crimson Tide, Deja Vu, True Romance, Unstoppable, The, the Original Hunger, mm-hmm. um, Belly Hills Cop 2, Top Gun, Days of Thunder. He just had this energy vibe where his brother was quite the opposite, more reserved, where. Uh, Tony's just more MTV flair, yeah. but he did it well. Mm-hmm. Sadly, uh, Tom Cruise was went to talk to him about doing Top Gun Two. This was only a few years back before he took his life, mm-hmm. and they're all ready to do it. Tom Cruise says, and the next day, the, Tony Scott 
got on the bridge and yeah. jumped off. Awful. Um, broke my heart, man, when it comes to when I, losing a filmmaker like that. Because yeah. what a talent. And I've always liked him over Ridley, believe it mm-hmm. or not. And I like Ridley a lot. And it was sad. So we didn't know where Top Gun was going to go. Regret, the nice thing, though, is it's, it A, the film is dedicated to Tony yes. Scott, clearly. But it was a nice pass through the torch a little bit because they got Joseph Kosinski on board. Mm-hmm. I like his work. He's worked with Tom Cruise before with Oblivion. I think Oblivion is a little hidden gem. I, a lot of people didn't I see it. it. They need to see it. It's very good. And he also directed Tron Legacy. Uh, and those are you know films, whether you like them or not, they have there's something about them that I really enjoy, and it's mainly the number one reason they're visually stunning. And we know where we're going with this one. <laughs> well, yeah, it certainly <laughs> this, is visually this, stunning. This film is visually stunning, and that is why because um, he Kosinski brought in his director of photography he used for those films. He uses it for all of his films. Mm-hmm. That guy's name is Claudio Miranda. And I wanted to get it out there because a lot of people aren't going to know the name. They're just going to see Tom Cruise, yes. Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise, which is fine. It's He, he deserves all the credit. Well, yeah, Tom Cruise was the executive producer on it, so obviously, um, and obviously the star. So obviously he had a big say in creative decisions and stuff. However, it was obviously Cruise who got these guys on board, I would imagine. Well, yeah, when you bring Kosinski, you bring his DP. Long story short, Claudio Miranda shot this film. And fucking kudos Mm -hmm. to you and your team with these IMAX cameras and the Navy getting involved to help you get this set up. Because let's just jump into it. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is the longest intro we ever had, but fucking (laughs) hey, we're excited. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Maverick, Rooster, Hangman, Hondo, Iceman, Cyclone, Phoenix, Bob? Yeah, Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> and then Hammer. Yeah. And uh, those are pretty much the uh, call, what is it? call tag. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Is it the call, call sign, call tag? Call signs, I think. I don't know. Uh, these are going to be the main characters of Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Now, what's cool about what they've done in this one, unlike the last one, the last one was kind of a clusterfuck of all these different characters. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got lost to who was who. And you never really, apart from... Maverick and Iceman, you never really, you know, you didn't really care about the other ones. They were just supporting cast. Yeah, exactly. You had, like, leaders like Viper and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, this one, you you are focused on a smaller group, and they all are kind of pivotal to the story somehow. And, obviously... Rooster, especially. Especially Rooster, who is Goose's son, who is actually in the original... <laughs> But this little kid. Yeah, he's like five or something in the original. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved. I really liked the way they explained. Um, you know the age because there is a bit of. Um, but it was um basically the and it also um comes along with the grudge he holds against Maverick. It's basically because he basically wasted a few years of his life because, um, Maverick arranged for him to be held back, at the naval college. You know the naval pilot college, whatever it is. Yeah, and what we do find out though, Maverick didn't want to do that. It wasn't Maverick. It was his goose's. It was the mother. The mother asked not for him to do it, mm. so he's taking that bullet for the mom. Mm. So yeah, there's some there's some hostility there. Well, let's talk before we get into a little bit. Let's talk about the characters real quick, and we'll take. You have we're introduced to Hammer, who's awesome. I love seeing fucking Ed Harris, yep. 
and he's got the big big wig commander dude. Mm-hmm. And he obviously this you got this the test in the beginning where he's going he's got to beat the record for the drones. Yeah. He's gotta go Mach ten. Mm-hmm. Um fucking great scene. Yeah. Because obviously he disobeys uh Hammer's orders. Well this is one thing I, and, I, I love, but they actually kept um the Maverick character at heart to see him. He's basically he's a bit of a deck he's a problem with authority. And I really like that how they kept the character consistent. Yeah. Well that's and that's why that Maverick's a captain, still, and you've got Iceman, who's an admiral, who's the big wig. But also, so, if you look at the treatment of sort of iconic film characters like Luke Skywalker and stuff in recent years, they're basically shit on. But they haven't done that with Maverick. What do you mean shit on? Well, Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi is basically um, he's basically this miserable sort of um, he's basically given up on the Jedi wanted wanted to murder his young nephew and stuff I mean even Mark Hamill himself had major issues with the writing of his character in that film he said this is not Luke Skywalker this is not who Luke Skywalker would become although he, he reluctantly oh I see what you're saying you know what I mean the actual they, character yeah, itself, they, they, itself yeah they, they kept true to the fact that Maverick just wants to fly and they kept him cool as well um, even yeah, though he has a yeah. bit of a deck but that's like you know he, he's a fully rounded character and I have no doubt in my mind that this is down to Cruz I do like when he he's breaking the barrier he gets to mock and his buddy Hondo is sitting there don't do it don't do it he's going to 10.1 yeah. 10.2 and then the next scene He's walking into a diner. Yeah. Suits him. He because he had to eject. It's like an old fifties B movie, sort of science fiction movie type thing. Yeah, so he walks in with the space gear and he asks, him, "Can I have the drink of water?" Yeah, that's right. And all the, <laughs> the kids and all are staring at him. You know. Yeah, that's a good intro. Yeah. But yeah, but and then of course, Hammer is going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Ed Harris is like, "I'm pissed off. This is not going. This you're this. How dare you? You know, yeah. disobey me? He wants to sack him? Yeah, yeah, but." He gets a call from the Iceman to come back to Top Gun. So he dodges another bullet. He always seems to dodge a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. There's a nice shot where Ed Harris is heading to the base. And he find, he sees the he sees the it's a stealth it's a stealth bomb. Yeah, it, fl- it flies overhead. Yeah, so and it's a beautiful shot. Apparently that was and accidental, that shot. Yeah, they were gonna take it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only for time constraints, they had no. But I think it works. Shakes, uh, like the, the 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 basically the building he's in, it it shakes while he's in it. Yeah, the, the roof shakes. It, yeah, but no, he because he's standing there. He's a standing, mm-hmm. and you can just see. I was not surprised that Harris wasn't blown over. Mm-hmm. But a uh, beautiful shot. Very little CGI used in this film. No, uh, oh, oh, again on the insistence of Cruise. Um, apparently from what I've read, um, where Tom Cruise said, "No, this all has to be practical stunts." With a, the 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 most minimal possible CGI used, and that's the right way. Yep. Okay, so he's now back. He's in the. Uh, he's now become the instructor. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Cyclone, who's played by John Hamm, who does not like him, doesn't want him there. But obviously, the man in charge at this point is Admiral Iceman. Mm-hmm. Um, for reasons obvious reasons, Cyclone doesn't like Maverick. Yeah. So you ha- you're introduced to Hangman. Now Hangman, I was watching this. We we're thinking, oh, well, you got Rooster and Hangman. Rooster's the goose, obviously the you know, the sun. Yeah. And then you've got Hangman. So these guys were like the Ma- Maverick and Iceman. Yes. But not really, mm-hmm. because I don't. I think Hangman is more like Maverick. Um, he, he's a bit of a he's a 
bit of an amalgamation of both um, Iceman and Maverick, I would say. No, I, you might... Mm, more Maverick. Because when you watch it, his cocky and arrogance, even the grin he gives, mm. is very... I really like the character, Maverick. by the way. And, 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 and... I think that's the way he's in when he's when he cho- when he has to choose the team lead for the run for the mission, he doesn't choose um, Hangman, who technically is the better pilot. He because the whole the whole during all the training exercises and shit, mm-hmm. he the arrogance of Hangman, and I think he, Maverick saw him and him. That's why yeah. he he did not want him on the plane, mm-hmm. on, the, on the mission. But spoiler alert. Um, it's not the oh yeah, yeah. So sport. I fuck with people are listening. To this, uh, well, yeah, um, but it's not the end of Hangman's story. You know, as he <laughs> oh, yeah. returns. Yeah, which we see coming. Here's one thing about the film, and it, this is not disrespecting. Which usually, if you're watching a film, this would hurt it. Mm-hmm. This movie is so fucking predictable. Oh, yeah. It's not even funny. But you know what? Uh, it gets away with it because um, yes, it, it is so. Um, well realized in terms of you know the action sequences but also the writing and again the, the emotional core especially the relationship between Rooster and Maverick let me ask you this mm-hmm. let me ask you this and I'm sure it was answered in the film but I might have missed it and I love the fact they deal with pilots not with drones mm-hmm. besides the opening sequence with you know he's got to beat the yes. know, he, he's got to hit Mach 10 to beat the drone whatever why could they use drones for this mission um, I don't think it was explained in the film. Um, it, it, no, sorry, it might have been explained, you know, with some of that um, sort of jargon whenever they're explaining it to them. Yeah. Um, you know, about why they have to go in and, you know, but, you know all the dangers there, are, like, you know, all the enemy sort of gunfire. Uh, yeah. I, what, what did bug me is that they um, don't actually name who the enemy is. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I love to sort of buy it. I actually love it because... I mean, it was obviously supposed to be fucking Russia or Iran or something like that. So why not no, just they, say they, it? No, they think it, by, by the process of eliminating, it's either China, Russia, or North Korea. Yeah. So Obviously, they don't want to damage how the film does in the likes of the Chinese or the you know the, the Russian markets. But yeah, it was just something that niggled me. You know? but the, I also can't... Yeah, I was wondering because he never did. I, I actually walked out of the theater going... Who are they fighting? And we Googled it, and they said, and Tom Cruise said they wanted to just leave it alone. Yeah, because they don't want to, the studio would not want to damage their takings, and China would have just banned it if they had to say China. And so, no, we fought China plenty of times. No, but fucking it, China banned stuff films. for less, for much less in no. recent years. It's a different world we're living in now. Well, I think it's the world that we're, that there's a war going on right now. So I think they just said fuck. They it. even Let's had the enemy. I understand why they did it for a, um a, from for business reasons but it still sort of bugged me and niggled me um <laughs> and i, I did laugh i did laugh whenever you see the um the enemy fighter pilots and they've got masks on they're like basically the fucking you know the uh, the pilots in fucking star wars you know all kitted up and it's not unlike the original star wars and the plot where they have to go you know it's basically like luke skywalker and stuff in the original star wars going to the death star to blow it up at the end the yeah, battle of yavin yeah. here here's what here's Oh now, oh, by the way, there's a love, <laughs> there's a love interest in this film. This is film, pointless Penny. as well. The love interest. This is pointless. But fuck, it's Jennifer Connelly, so I am never going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to see Jennifer Connelly in a bigger role. Um, uh, but that's it. There's no point to this. But they had to have yeah, it. I understand. It is shoehorned. Here's 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 the great thing about this film, and before you even get into the mission, it baby steps you to the mission. 
Yeah. And how they baby step you is giving they each uh, each of these pilots have to test their strengths and see who can get there in a few mm-hmm. seconds, who can hit the target, and then make the big you know leap uh, the steep climb. Yes. And you get to see all these pilots try it. By time the film is coming to the big you know actual fight sequence, we already know what they need to do. We know we know we know it like we've been like we've been the ringman the whole time. Exactly. And you're like you've been in the driver's seat seeing what they need to do. There's no you know technical babble. There's nothing. It's all visual. Yeah. You see what they have to do, and then once they have to go into this mission, you you're intensified even more. Regarding regarding plot, this is a very simplistic plot. However, it plays on its other strengths. Which are um, obviously the action sequences, but um, as I said, the emotional stuff as well, and the characters—they're—they're they're really well-written characters, you know, and well-realized and well-acted. Yeah, they're well. They, there's a nice scene which they kind of pay homage to the volleyball scene. Yes, with the American football. But at least at the beach. They, yeah, they're playing the football at the beach, and um, Cyclone goes, "What are you guys doing here? You guys need to be trained. You got two weeks. Blah blah blah." And he goes, you, these guys, you know, you want a team? Yeah, this is how you get a team. And they're having a good time playing some football. And there's a girl in there, so it helps, you know, mm-hmm. make me feel better watching it. <laughs> that's, that's more erotic. That <laughs> you weren't questioning your sexuality <laughs> as much, Kieran. <laughs> but it was a nice way to pay homage to the volleyball scene, but at the same time have a point. Yes. The why he's making them yes, play football. It wasn't ju- well. It was a bit gratuitous, but at least they explained it in a reasonable way. It was a bit on the nose, but it it, it works because and it is well explained. You know. Now the the plane used in the original, I believe, was the F fourteen Tomcat. This is the F eighteen. Yes. So, let's talk the big sequence where I choked up. I will admit it. You know, I'm going with this one, Val Kilmer. So we find out that Val Kilmer has been is cancer is back. Yes, throat cancer, which is what he does have in real life. Hence the reason why he uses a voice he uses a voice box. Yeah, when he's typing to him, I start choking up because I know why he's typing to him. I don't think the average gore might have understood what was happening. Yeah, and so as he is typing, but he looked great, looked fantastic. Yeah. When finally he can say his words, obviously Val Kilmer can't speak them. So what they did was they digital. They took a digital AI audio files from his past films and made him say the words he's going to say. Apparently, Val Kilmer was thrilled with this whenever you know he saw it on the screen. Uh, It's I I choked up. I was like, this this is. I've always liked Val Kilmer's um, you know in in films and stuff. He wouldn't have been my my most favorite actor in the world out there, but I've always enjoyed it. You know any film I've seen him in. Yeah, well, all I can say is Doc Holliday. Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. Doc Holliday. Batman Forever, he's not a bad Batman, even though it's not a great film. Um, you know, um, there's other ones. Heat, I, I, always, no, he, I like him in Heat. No, he's done, he's done, I mean, oh, he's done loads uh, of stuff. Top Secret, Top Secret to Thunderheart, to Heat, mm-hmm. to uh, The Saint, to a great movie called The Sultan Sea. Oh, he's done um, another movie. Another movie called, uh, what was it called? It was so, The Spartan. Spartan was really good. It's nice to see him, especially when yes. he's been going through. 100%. They kind of, now. If I have to have a flaw in this film, there's a big one in it. A big flaw in this film. They kill Iceman. Yes, I find that a bit uncomfortable. They should a. 
too close to home. Yeah, I found it too close to home considering what Val Kilmer is going through himself. I I would assume that Kilmer gave that his blessing, uh, but I don't know. But yeah, of course he did. Uh, there's no way they would have done this to him. Yeah, he he didn't want this. However, what ruins it for me is what they should have done was kill one of the pilots if they wanted a funeral or something. Or bring both. Viper back, Tom Skerritt's character. They should have done character. both. Uh, if they were going to do No, no, Val Kilmer, the reason is when he has the conversation with Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. he tells him, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can teach these kids, well, these pilots to fly, you know, to, to do this. Mm-hmm. You need to uh, have patience. You need to have, you know, you need to know yourself, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And he gives him all the words of advice he needs. It would have been such a better ending. And then just left it at that? No. It would have been better if they made it. They survive. And at the last one of the last shots of the film yes. is Val Kilmer sitting in his office smiling because he heard the news that they made the mission. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that would have That well. would have been better. I, I'm going to have to be honest here. I think that they, uh, as much as I like the character, but to give us a real, real powerful ending, they should have killed Maverick off. Maver- maybe have Maverick sacrifice himself for Rooster. That would have been a fucking powerful ending. And would nah, have big- because you, you know can't what? do that. I, I don't think they'll make another Top Gun film anyway, and I don't think they, oh, they should. Are. I don't think they, they should. Rest in your lives. Paramount, and it's, it's it's six hundred million. They're doing but, it, but, but listen, will Cruise do? They, 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 I do. I disagree with that because we just talked about this as a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. This isn't out to shock you. This isn't out to depress you. This is you come out of that fucking theater going, God, give me more. I want to. But you can still it's have like a, watching you, Die Hard. You still do. No, you, still you have can't. A blockbuster you can't. You with, don't with... kill Maverick. You can't. Then you've ruined the whole... It wouldn't ruin it. Yeah. It, would, it would make it fucking... More... You're a depressing son of a it bitch. Would, That's it would why make it more memorable. Are... And it would... No, it's not. Yes, it fucking it would. would not. <laughs> no. You're completely... Well, no. they, they should have at least killed off one of the um, other pilots. That's what I'm saying. They should have killed what would have been cool. There's a scene where he's going to protect Rooster. And what do they call the, the flares they fire? I know to... what you mean. Yeah, I don't know what well, the, the flares name for them. Flares. The, uh, they are. They're just called flares. <laughs> yeah. I think they are. Yeah. We'll say flare bomb resistors. Flare guns or something. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, so, I can't remember. I don't remember the, flares. the pilot days. <laughs> but not 70s flares that you wore on your legs. <laughs> they're not trousers. So, yeah. <laughs> so, when Rooster's out of it and Maverick flies, he flies in behind, right behind him. It's awesome, and he drops his flares to take a bomb, but one of the bombs hits mm-hmm. him. That whole five-minute sequence was when he's being chased by the by the Migs. Very exciting. Fucking, it's just you're at the edge of your seat, and then when Maverick takes the hit, uh, I do think it's funny. He crashes. Rooster goes back to get him. Mm-hmm. He crashes. Then, <laughs> oh, look, there's an F-14. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It is, a bit, it's, it is all a bit convenient and stuff. But you know what? It, it, it's it's fucking Top Gun. It's a blockbuster film. It's a Tom Cruise action film. You know, it's not meant to be taken too seriously. It's meant to be a bit of escapism. So I'll, I'm happy to run with that. Oh yeah, I, I I'm I'm not guys. I'm laughing, and having a good time. That's my yeah, point. you're laughing I'm with not, it. I'm laughing with it. It's such a yeah. good time. It, it, it's. Do you think they I mean, should have killed Rooster off? No, because you had goose. That then you. That's just really. Yeah, fucking, that would have been. That's, really that's actually worse than Maverick Dan. <laughs> I don't know. 
if they were to kill somebody, I think Hangman would have been a good choice. Hangman like, sacrifice he, like, himself. Yes, the I think hero, when, you know. when they're when they're about to be shot down, when they're about to be shot down at the end, when they think Rooster and Maverick are and uh, what is his name, uh, Cyclone, yes. Cyclone won't get them the help. He says no, he's breaking the rules. He can't get any help. Yeah. And then obviously he lets Hangman go, yeah. and they'll fly over there and, and take the shot to help them. Yeah. It would have been a nice scene if Hangman takes the bullet. Yes. And, and Hangman become like the hero, sort of saving the day that he always wanted to be, you know. Yeah, I mean, he wanted to go out that way anyway. Um, I thought that would have been would have been a nice to to replace the death, not killing, to not yeah. kill Iceman. So, what did you think of the David Lynch reference on it? Oh dear God! Yeah, Bob, the character of Bob, it was actually named after Killer Bob from Twin Peaks. Seriously. Normally joking. <laughs> I know you are. I know where they got the Bob name from. <laughs> where did they get it from? There's always been a character named Bob. Yes, in Tom Cruise films. In Tom yes, Cruise films. Yes, that's right. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I read that. I actually read that. So I did. Yeah. Yeah, Bob was... Bob, he's an up-and-coming actor. Yeah. Pullman. He's going to be the lead. He's going to play Ben Mears in the new Salem's Lot. Right. Okay. That's Bill Pullman's kid. Yes, I knew it was Bill Pullman's kid, but I didn't know he was going to be... He looks like him. ...in the next Salem's Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. apparently he is quite so. an upcoming big actor. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good on him. Yeah. definitely guys I mean I'm sure everyone I mean this started at 50,000 votes on IMBD it was 8.7 now it's at 130,000 votes and it's at 8.6 barely dropped yeah this is it's just weird the, the mentality our brains are in right now because at the end of the day this is a copy and paste film but beautifully told yes it's just an. Um, it's in the execution. I, I can't. I can't emphasize the fucking actors were flying their planes. Yes. They it, they actually were taught to fly. Now they were low ground, and they were just had to be in the cockpits. And but they were flying them. All the ones you see flying around and scooping up hills. Cruise, that was actually that was, anyway. Yeah. Yep. But those were actual pilots 100%. that were actually doing the. And people appreciate stunts. not just the nostalgia. But also for the fact that this is a... Because see, whenever you see films like this with practical stunts or practical effects, people know, the audience know that actual care and love and attention has been into the making of this. People can tell. And whenever you get just something like a sort of generic superhero film where it's just a barrage of lazy CGI, people know whenever it's lazy and whenever it's just basically um, sort of quickly done but whenever there's practical effects done whenever they can be done such as in this people appreciate that because they know that there's actual love and care and attention and hard fucking work um that has gone into it and people film um you know cinema goers appreciate that big time at least i do anyway well i'm hoping uh, i hope it's the start of a new trend i really do yeah i hope people realize and the funny thing is, people think CGI saves money. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It actually costs That's a lot more. of money. Yeah. This movie cost 170 million to make. That's nothing compared to what fucking yeah. Avatar is going to cost. Mm-hmm. And this is gorgeous. I mean, I have, I have never been the edge of my seat in a film. In so well, I, so I would long. say as well, just to, to to sort of develop further what I was saying about practical effects and stunts over CGI it adds to the drama as well. Because whenever someone is in like a CGI space battle or whatever, 
you're you're not really invested in it because you know it's just basically you're watching somebody play a computer game sort of thing but whenever it's actual real actors real people and you know it's not a green screen and you know they're actually in that plane as they are in top gun maverick you that adds to the tension and the drama yeah yeah fucking massive kudos to tom cruise as wacky as he is in real life um massive kudos to him i have the utmost respect for him and the director and everyone involved in this yeah i mean i mentioned their names in the beginning and it's and don't always totally forget about jerry bruckheimer yes. the king of producing um i just um i just hope that this this breaks the ice yeah the ice and we get going yeah. we start we start seeing more of this 100 um, and and it's you know what you know films come in all shapes and sizes but blockbusters to me should always be a huge amount of escapism and fun where you know what i mean there's you know there's no bullshit you know there's no fucking you know agendas from whatever side of the political divide they're just they can fucking basically everyone can come on board and they're universal and everyone can celebrate them and have a huge amount of fun with them top gun maverick does that it's silly here it's silly the plot is flimsy and you know what but so what it's fucking it succeeds um, so much in all of the other levels, and and it's actually a hell of a lot better than the original film. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot better. Um, not to disrespect the original Top Gun, but yeah, it's it's it, it's I can't explain it. It's one of those films that guys just go fucking see it. Yeah, which um, I'm sure everyone yeah. in the world has seen this but, already. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast, you know you don't have to go and see it because we've just spoiled the fuck out of it. <laughs> but go and see it anyway. <laughs> oh, really? Nobody joking. It's got really. All we said was it's got really cool planes. Yeah. And, and Tom Cruise oh, clearly it. Maverick doesn't die <laughs> and Iceman does. We all know all those three things are going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I'm joking. <laughs> I got the soundtrack. The score it was done by Harold Faltermeyer, Steve Stevens, Hans Zimmer, Lauren Balfe, and Lady Gaga. Yeah, so- now, Lady Gaga has a song in there, but she actually wrote the composed some of the music for right. this as well. It's pretty impressive stuff there. But Harold Faltermeyer is king of the 80s music. It's nice to see Steve Stevens take out the guitar and do the Top Gun oh, anthem. Yeah. Uh, it's just gorgeous soundtrack if you have time just to chill out and listen to it. Uh, a couple songs on there, but nothing big. Danger Zone, of course, is yep. on there. Mm-hmm. What's the open of Danger Zone? Mm-hmm. Uh, just a great song. Fuck, that's so oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Enough said on Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, everyone, thank you so much. This has been a fun one. This is the one we've been waiting for for a while uh, because me and Trevor keep talking about when are we going to get the 80s blockbuster back, and this was the one to do it. The new issue issue of Phantasmagoria is out now, available on all M- well on all Amazon sites all around the world. Yep, and locally on Forbidden Planet. Yes, it is indeed. We, the Brian Lumley we had special. A Brian Lumley special. There you go. It looks like what is next? Oh yes, for you horror fans out there, woo! Mm-hmm. We're gonna revisit Salem's Lot. Return oh, to Salem's Lot. Oh boy! Look at me. This little, <laughs> this little Sam's Lot retrospective till we get to the new one coming out. So, um, God help us, because I I remember this being dreadful. Mm-hmm. We're going to return uh, to Sam's Lot. How do you go from Top Gun Maverick to this piece of shit? Coming? It just shows you our you know versatility. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, thanks for joining us. Uh, you can if, listen to us. Uh, all over the streaming sites, all over the world. Uh, we're on YouTube. I keep forgetting about that one. Uh, surprise, I totally forgot about that. 
I'm really up to par with our podcast. Uh, you can reach us on Instagram at CitizenFrame underscore podcast and, of course, Facebook. And, guys, once again, we've had a good week in downloads. Keep them up. We'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, that is it from us. You take care of yourselves, and we'll chat soon.